What's going on, Outliers? This is your host, of course. Welcome to another episode of Is That So? And for those of y'all who may be new to the show, understand that Is That So? represents, I'm getting this right real quick, Is That So? represents equanimity. And in this year, we're talking about shadows. Hold on a second. Let me get this mic right. Here we go. It's my inner James Brown coming up. All right. So again, welcome outliers to this episode. And I have a wonderful guest. I mean, she's, uh, we are in alignment. Of course, this season, the focus is on shadows and shadow work and facing your shadows. And so my guests that I have on for this season, I strategically chose because of their, of their ability to articulate exactly what it, what it means to face your shadows. And so without further ado, I want to just give y'all a, a brief a brief intro. My guest, Ms. Lois Hollis, is a shame, guilt educator, counselor, and filmmaker. And you can check her out at www.loishollis.com. And Lois is spelled L-O-I-S-H-O-L-L-I-S.com. All right. And Ms. Lois Hollis volunteered as a nurse's aide at the age of 12. And her desire to understand and heal the body continues at the tender age of 77 as a shame, guilt, educator, counselor, and now filmmaker. And so I know she has a lot of fresh information to give us because contrary to popular belief, we don't grow older, we grow newer. And so she has the newest information on top of the all of the information that she collected from her experience over the past. So I'm just, I'm glad to have someone with her experience and insight to shed light on facing shadows and why it's important that we really deal with this like head on and how we can face our shadows. Without further ado, let me bring in my guest, Miss Lois Hollis. Hello. Thank you for that <laughs> wonderful introduction. And you are so right and so smart. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Well, it's one to no one. Yeah. Okay. You lead it. You're leading. All right. So, of course. Lead me where I need to go. Lead you where you need to go. So let's let's begin with what is a shame, guilt, educator? What is, what is a shame, guilt, educator, and counselor? Well, that's someone who was dying at 55 because I had many, many broken bones and heart disease and leaky valve and my shoulders were pulled in like that because that scoliosis so bad and I couldn't breathe and okay I found a wonderful miraculous healer that helped me with all my broken bones I had a very severe childhood problem mm-hmm. physical mental abuse and that carries forward to you right and uh 40 50 you go downhill unless you like hello how can I help myself so that's where I was and I was given maybe a year or two to live, and I really didn't believe all the three doctors that told me I was dying, because now at seven, I'm 78 now, and I rollerblade with my grandson, so there you have it. (laughs) (laughs) But the secret was recognizing there is such a thing as shame, guilt, not shame and guilt, Mm. and this is new information that's going to turn your head around, and you go, oh my goodness, that makes sense, so this is why we've been suffering with this shame, guilt, nonsense since Adam and Eve. Hold on, hold on. So you're about to introduce the, the, the actual, precise shame, guilt concept. Yes, sir. Okay. On this right. podcast today. 
on this podcast today. Y'all heard it first right here on Is That So with Miss Lois Hollis. All right, here she goes. Okay. Now, we all know about love energy. What does love energy give us? Joy and happiness, confidence. We can do anything. We never have a doubt. We are intuitive. We're loving. We're sharing. We don't have this bias. We're just love being. Because love energy brings us into all these different emotions, happiness and joy. We're dancing. We're singing. Then on the other side, we have shame, guilt, energy, negative never negative energy that brings us depression, anxiety, bullying. I can't do it. I'm I'm bullied. I procrastinate. I'm angry. It brings all the negative emotions to us. Now, I see depression and anxiety, anger, hatred as symptoms, not mental illness. It's a symptom that you have shame and guilt energy within you. Mm. Okay, different viewpoint. You don't have to go to therapy for depression and anxiety because I had them all. Suicide and hatred and revenge and distrust, hurt. I said, I'll be dead before I get all these emotions repaired. Mm, okay. So that's what shame, guilt, energy. It's like a computer virus. Mm-hmm. What happens to your computer when you get the almighty computer virus? Start slowing down. It goes berserk. Like yeah. this doesn't work and that doesn't work. But your yeah. computer works differently than my computer, even though we get the same virus, right? I mean, my Microsoft Word will go when you're hard drive goes. It, it, it's like crazy. Right. Right. It, 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 right. That's why shame, guilt, energy has been such a misunderstood because it affects everybody differently. Mm. Okay. Now, what do you do mm. when you have a computer virus? You get a computer virus removal program. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I'm, I agree. To, I get a new computer. I'm not even. I'm giving you today a shame, guilt removal program. <laughs> Come on. Okay. All right. Okay. But of course you can't say, oh, get away. We don't have that. We don't have that. I can say that to my computer and this this dumb thing still is as a virus. I need a computer virus reprogram. And you, all of us need a shame guilt removal program. That's me. Come on. Okay. Okay. There we go. There we go. So So why is shame? Why do I say shame guilt and not shame and guilt? I was wondering about question. that. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. We have two nervous systems. Mm-hmm. One's the conscious and one's the unconscious. Mm-hmm. But both of them work together to make us breathe and think and love and eat and be happy and sad. Are you talking about the autonomic nervous system? Yes. Yes. Okay. I, I try not to use technical things because that's not going to help you. But thank you for being smart. <laughs> Okay, shame, which is a different feeling than guilt. Shame is in the unconscious mind and guilt is in the conscious mind. But it's the same energy. And this is where we are derailed all the time because, oh, I got to work on shame. I don't have shame. I have guilt. I have guilt. No, I have shame. It makes your brain split. Mm -hmm. And I'm bringing your brain together. Okay. Okay. Now. Why is it called shame and guilt, not shame guilt? Because in the medical field, which I've been privy to forever, 
if I have a virus in my brain, they call it meningitis. If I have the same virus in my liver, they call it hepatitis. If I have the same virus in my lungs, they call it pneumonia. If I have the same virus in my kidneys, they call it nephritis. Mm-hmm. If I have the same virus in my elbow, they call it arthritis. Okay, do you see where I'm going with this? I'm following you. I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down. This Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Medical Disorders. Mm-hmm. This is what the, they use to diagnose you with depression, anger, hatred, not whatever. <laughs> we have 915 pages. Yeah. Never once is shame, guilt mentioned. Hmm. But on. it has 915 pages of symptoms. Okay. This is like when it rains, I have water in my bathroom and water in my kitchen. So I have to clean it up. And then next week it rains again. And now I get the buckets out and clean it up and then clean the bathroom out in the kitchen. And then I get a very brilliant idea. Why don't I fix the hole in the roof? I heard, why don't you fix the hole in the roof? In the roof. And that's what I'm saying about shame, guilt, energy. Mm-hmm. Why don't we work on shame, guilt, energy and spending all our time with the depression and anxiety and the hatred and I'm not good enough and the boy and then procrastination and eating disorders, sexual disorders, mental disorders. There's, there's 915 pages of it. Mm-hmm. I understand the theory. And of course, I agree with it. So tell me why, how did you come to the conclusion that it's shame and guilt? that these are symptoms of shame and guilt? Because in my 15, 20 years of doing work with people, every you can try this yourself. If you have a depression or anger or everybody's got something, we're human. That's when I like your humanness. We all have this situation. Mm-hmm. If you go back to like procrastination and you procrastinate, procrastinate, eventually when you deduce it down, deduce it down, you're sh- you are shaming yourself. You're guilting yourself by procrastinating because you don't feel good enough to get that report out because then you'll be exposed. You can see you can deduce every negative emotion down to I'm not good enough. That's pretty profound. That is amazing. <laughs> and you can do it yourself. I mean, when you get off the show and people on the audience think about your depression and see where it is and how did that happen? Well, my mother said this and my husband said that. And then I'm just depressed because I didn't get the scholarship. And now I can't get the scholarship. I have no money. I'm just no good. Mm. So let me jump in here in the ring for a bit. I, I loved I love being in the in the audience, just listening to you. And of course, I agree with everything you're saying because we're in the same business here. Well, of course, I'm uh, I'm a therapist, so I do deal right, with the, right. the disorders and whatnot. But it, of course, what you say, that's that's really my target. It's always been my target. And shame, I've come to understand it as, and again, through studying my own, of course, it's it's amazing. I, I come to know it as who we are not in this space of darkness, this, this space, the shadows, the exactly. shadow space. Right. And in that space, it's the mind doesn't know, we don't have full access to our truth in that space. And so the mind codes this place of mixed beliefs and, and unknown truths. It codes it with shame. So we don't look at it. That you said the magic word, we are coded with shame. Now I have, that's why I became a filmmaker. I make shame guilt visible so you can see it is a thing. 
It's something, a cloud that comes over you. And all you do is you take it off. Shame, guilt, energy only has one flaw. What's that? It dissolves in detection. Now, remember the Wizard of Oz? Dorothy goes up the yellow brick road in anticipation of seeing the all-and-powerful Oz. She shakes, oh my, oh my, in fear. Fear is shame, but fear is double shame. It's locked shame within you. Anyway, it's another story. But when Toto pulls the curtain back, what does Dorothy see? It's been about 15 years. What did she saw? A little old man, bald and gray, stooped over, cranking out a big, big machine with smoke. And the smoke's coming out of the machine. And that's shame, guilt, energy coming out. That's all it is, a puff of smoke. We have been, we, I want to defuse the fear of shame, guilt. If I do anything today, it's the last podcast I did, they called it the shame, guilt, leech. Because it's like a parasite that lives off of your energy. We don't need us. But when we're say, smart. Say, say, say that again. Say that again. Because I think you froze for a second. Shame, guilt needs us. Mm-hmm. We do not need shame, guilt. We are human. We are God-given. We have a right to our power. Shame, guilt can only push us into dispowerment and victimhood. And that's its purpose. That's another long story. But we do not need shame, guilt, and never say my shame, my guilt. Never, never own the enemy. It's the shame. Mm, that's good. That's good information. Because I definitely own it. And, and again, what you're saying is in alignment with my own practices. I tell people it's about life of authenticity is a life of skillfully practicing, living through your values. And my values, that's my anchor. That's what lets me uh, it, it always it's always a clear route to who I am. Even yes. if I get lost in what I call the matrix, which really the matrix consists of this illusionary world of of guilt and shame, where we cont- continually exactly. see validation and whatnot. Go ahead, you can exactly. go ahead. You got now. We only have one enemy in this world. It's the shame guilt energy. It's not your mother, father, the pope, the president, your state representative, your kids, your mother, the father, the cousin. Because everybody uses it, but we don't know it. And this is why I call myself an educator. I'm opening it up and say, hello, all these words that you use, all these words you use to yourself are shaming. But the culture taught you that way. We went to culture school. Okay. See, now, 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 see, I've been trying to, I've really been trying to sit back and just be a host, but now I got to jump in here. And ask you this. So what is your opinion? We're going to jump back on this topic, but we're not getting off this topic. We got to talk about young and shadows and shadow work and what that is and everything like that. But I want to ask you, what is your opinion on toxic, the phrasing toxic people? Well, (laughs) we're all toxic people. (laughs) We live here in the world. It depends on your degree. Now, everybody has shame, guilt, energy. Okay. It's not normal. Write that on your refrigerator. Shame, guilt, energy is not normal. It's a parasite that takes my energy. Okay, that's step number one. Step number two is we all have it, but some of us have this much and some people have this much and some people have this much. As the world turns and the medical world goes, well, they're just a little bit off key. No, they have a slight mental disorder. No, they have a severe mental order. No, they're incapable of living in society. Oh, they're toxic people. Well, 
it's your gradation of shame, guilt, accumulation. So yes, there are toxic people that we sort of say, but it, it's because of the amount of shame, guilt we carry. That's so, what separates the so-called crazy from this kind of, abnormal. You, you know what I'm saying. But I know exactly what you're saying. Let me tell you my stance on it. Okay. And you were actually saying it without saying it. And, and that is that it's, how can I distinguish a term that's supposed to represent that you are some otherness, you know, if you are the same as me? So how can I call you toxic if I have toxicity within myself as well? So ultimately, if we're talking about the same thing, then we're talking about being human. Now, just like any disease, the disease, the virus can, will progress and then eventually overcome the host. Even then, I would call that person a victim of their own shadows and pain and shame as opposed to some toxic person. Yes, and you know? exactly. And you're very, again, I, it's true. I, I'm not trying to be corny, but you're very intelligent to see that. A lot of people can't see that. So now with that in mind, I Thank you. would like for you to write something. Now, the people that are driving the car, please don't do this. <laughs> but. Wait, let me get my cue card. Let me get my cue card. Please proceed. Okay. Now, at the bottom of the pyramid, or whatever you want to call it, you put hurt. At two-year-olds, I wanted my lollipop and they wouldn't get And we get hurt. Somebody said, I get hurt. But it isn't anger. It isn't hatred. You just get hurt. I just didn't like that. You got hurt. So that's a little bit of shame, right? And then I start thinking, oh, I go to people and I go, oh, I hope they don't hurt me. I hope they don't hurt me. Hope I'll be okay. Bam. I get shame from the teacher. Again, you should have been better at doing that. You can't read right or whatever happens. I was raised by the nuns. So, you know, I got a lot. So now what we call that when I'm looking around, who's going to hurt me? They call that word anxiety. And it's a bigger block of shame. Because now I'm anxious. <gasps> okay, okay, what's going to happen? I'm Dorothy going up to the Wizard of Oz. Okay, what's going to happen? What's going to happen to me? I know something's going to happen because it happened before. They get me again. My my the, the kid in the school hits me because I don't I wear different shoes than she does, and she shames me. Whatever. So now I'm I'm just angry. I got angry because I'm a good person, and they keep throwing this stuff at me. But the anger now. I've got more shame guilt because now I have more punch. Remember, shame guilt's an energy. A little punch, a bigger punch. Now I'm angry. I'm really angry. I'm so angry. I'm so angry. And I'm tired of being angry. And I just have to accept the fact that I'm just no good. Nobody's going to help me. Everyone's going to hurt me. I am depressed. Depression is a larger amount of shame, guilt, energy. And that's true because what is the sign of someone who's been depressed for a long time? Suicidal ideation. Yeah, but when they start getting angry, you call it they're getting better. <laughs> right? <laughs> when they start getting angry? Well, and... because they're becoming more alive. Yeah, more more motivation. Yeah, that yeah, depression sits you it... down. It treats the same same way as the flu. The body treats it the same way as the flu. Yeah, you shut down, but... yeah. But, but you shut down. But so once you start getting, oh, I don't like that person, that's a healthier attitude than just being depressed in bed all the time. Because there are people that are so depressed. I was depressed in bed for a couple of months. I know. <laughs> I yeah, know that uh, feeling. Yeah, I've been there before, too. And then I hate the world. 
I just hate it. Bigger shame guilt. That's what psychology calls it hatred now, because it's not hurt. Now you're hate. You actually hate. But that's more shame. More shame gives you deeper emotions, more violent emotions. I, the way that I, and just to co-sign what you're saying, the way that I teach it is the, the deeper we go into the matrix, the more tendency we have to fall into the delusion of separateness. And in that space, we we project more. So the more lost we become, the more we project onto the other and say, you're the reason for my pain. Right. And the more shame we take on, the more isolated we feel because shame makes you feel isolated. Shame makes you feel fearful. Shame feel, makes you feel not good enough. Shame makes you feel, I don't want to communicate. I want to stay in isolation. That's shame. And I hate the world because it wronged me. And look, and this is this is what I find fascinating about shadows as well and not really accepting who you are is that I can't give you and this is why I say I can't give you what I don't have. And so if I have a disgust for myself and I refuse to stare at my shame or stare at my shadows, <laughs> the shame, the shame, excuse me. Thank you. Thank you. The shame, right, I, yes. the parasite that is shame. Right, if I refuse. Yeah, if I refuse to see that parasite that is shame, if I refuse to look at it, I treat other I treat the shame that I that others bear the exact same way that I treat my the uh, the shame that I carry, the parasite exactly. that I carry. If you're seeking a life coach, nocturnal therapist is the name and mental alchemy is the game. If you want to understand how to transmute, transform, and transcend these challenges and these challenging emotions, find me at the School of Outliers at becomingoutlier.com slash links. Again, that's becomingoutlier.com slash links. Stay lit and agape. I would suggest people saying, shame over there. I can't do anything about shame, but kick you out of me. You don't belong to me. Remember, shame, guilt only dissolves in detection. And that's why we have been hoodwinked into saying shame's part of us. No, it is not. Shame, guilt is outside of us. It's a leech, a parasite, whatever word you want to come up with. Okay? If you come up with a better word, please tell me. But shame, guilt is gone. And you will never, ever, ever, ever get rid of guilt until you get rid of the shame that's causing the guilt. Mm. So it all circulates around shame, guilt. You got to find it within you and you can find it and you can release it. So after we have hatred, the big one is fear. Then we go into fear. And I think that's where we have toxic people, but they're not toxic. They're not bad people. They just carry in more shame. That's all. That's all there is. There ain't no more. That's 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 what I'm saying. That's why I take issue with titles. I, I really don't like labels because when you arm the the populace with labels and the populace doesn't know how to deal with the shame that the parasite that they carry of shame, then it becomes this whole another weapon. And so now you have toxic people. Now you have how to stay away from the narcissist. Now everybody's a narcissist. And the thing is, is that I know as a mental health clinician that you know, narcissists, they were the least people who suffer from narcissistic personality disorder, clinically significant features that manifest as that they are least likely one of the least likely populations to ever go seek therapeutic help. And so now you have this culture that is constantly talking about it with this negative connotation on it. Bam, their chances of facing their shame with somebody because they literally need somebody else. No to be shame. There. 
the not shame. Their shame. The shame. shame. Excuse me. The parasite that they carry. I'm going to carry. It, yeah. the, the chances of them looking at that parasite because they're so afraid of it, it's 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 eliminated. It's eliminated. I agree with you. I and agree so this, with you. This attack, this, 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 the culture right now is only going to produce more. It is. And that's why I'm finally talking because 10 years ago they go, we don't talk about shame guilt because it doesn't exist. I go, that's the problem. You got to talk about it because shame guilt dissolves in detection. So when we talk about the shame guilt parasite energy that comes upon us now, we can make friends with our inner critic. Our inner critic is the shame guilt producer inside of you because he was taught, he or she was taught to shame you when you were two years old. So you didn't go off and run away from your mother or fall in the cliff or ride a bicycle down the hill when you don't have brakes. And so we, we needed that. But now it's you're 40 and 50 and you have to say, well, my inner critic is calls himself calls him. I didn't name him. I asked him what is his name? And he said, King. Okay. So King is now living in the 2022, not 1950. I asked him to come and live with me and now in the present. I'm a grown woman. I do this for a living. I learn how to, the shame words that other people give me. And I go, when they're talking on the phone, I go, I don't want to take it. Don't take it. Don't take it. Don't take it. And I throw it away. Now, it took me a couple of years to figure out what the shame guilt words are, because that's normal culture living. Right. <laughs> so that's that's why my my approach to. And again, I I'm an outlier. That's what ergo school of outliers. I'm an outlier. But my 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 approach to even triggers, I've, I've always not always. Let me take that back. As I come to understand, come to a deeper understanding of myself, I've prone to understand triggers as being the doorway or the pathway to a deep, deeper understanding of oneself because it leads to the shadows. Right. And the shadow is really where your most important aspect is. Now, why can I say that? When you're a two-year-old and they say, or a four-year-old, and they say, what do you want to do? I want to be an artist or I want to be a musician. And the parents say, well, you know what? You can never make any money on that. That's kind of stupid. Why don't you go to college and get a degree in business and all that? So you are shamed for your own, they call it secret power or whatever word they use now. We all have a very different gift. So our gift is always covered in shame. So we have to get rid of the shame and then you find your true self. It's just like a big blanket over you. And shame is a thing, is a thing. You can take it off of you and you go, oh my God, I can't believe it. Shame guilt distorts our brain. It turns our compassion to depression. It turns our intuition to anxiety, turns our passion to anger. We are already, already heaven. We don't have to go take a course to find it. God gave it to us. We have to get rid of the blanket of shame. And then your emotions turn back to positive. Come on. So shame, when you when you look at the origin of shame, it, it, it means, it literally means to cover up. Exactly. That's it. So it's a black cover. I have, I did a play with shame guilt and people cover themselves with a black blanket. And I do that in, ther- in count and they just take it off. That's all it is. I, I, I'm going to be honest with you down here from the South. I'm more afraid of white blankets, but go ahead, proceed. 
<laughs> but you know, because black is you shadow. Can't see. It's a shadow. Yeah, shadow, shadow. No, and people picking. say, I can't see. I discovered, someone said to me, what do you do about shame? And I went, that's an odd word. I don't know what that means. So that's when I start looking and looking and finding out. I had so much shame, I couldn't see shame. You're in a black room, dark room, and you somebody, and there's a dark thing in there. You can't see it because everything's dark. So that's why people can't see it, because we are so covered with it. And then that becomes the false evidence appearing real, magnifying that 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 shame, that fear, going back deep and deep into a fear state. I've said before, we make choices out of one or two things, love or fear. And in the and love, fear is shame. There we go. It is the there parasite. It is the parasite that is shame. And it, and it it only grows. And like a mirage, you know, I say I've said this before, but like a mirage, when we turn from that parasite, it grows bigger and stronger and more real for us. But when we turn towards a mirage and we go closer near it, dry as we draw near it, we realize that it was just a mirage. It dissipates. It exactly. was nothing. It was false Toto evidence appearing real. Pulls the curtain back and they see a little old man puffing the machine with smoke. That's shame guilt energy. We have been taught to fear it and when you're in fear that shame guilt energy and you it's not part of me now what do you do well i feel depressed i feel miserable so i get out my pencil my paper and i say hi depression what do you want to tell me i talk to my negative self i'm not talking to shame i'm talking to anxiety and i have a person inside of me i don't give a damn Hi, I don't give a damn. What do you want to tell me today? Because my emotions are good. I want to talk to my negative emotions because that's my superpower. I, woo, woo, you and I, we're going to have to do a mini series because the, when we talk about fear, there's so much, I know we don't have enough time to go over all of it today, oh, but yeah. there's so much we can talk about, but fear, I've said it, I've said it before, you know, that, that, that energy of fear, it, you know what? Let me let me go back. Let me go back for a second. Let me think about it. What I want to say, but you continue, please. You can come back to me. Okay. If you can see a padlock inside of you, and I have this on my film, I, the third the third episode. They're only fifteen minutes because we can't do more than fifteen minutes these days. Fear is a padlock inside of you. So you have fear from childhood, from the teacher, the government. We get it from any place, from ourselves. And that's locked in you because it's been like 10, 20 years. And then now we're given fear. If you don't do this, you don't do that. All this stuff that's gone in globally, it covers it more. So that's why fear is so intense. It's locked into you, but it can be removed when you know it. And then you do it anyway. Courage is the intentional well, choice. Courage is the thing, but knowledge, I'm given information. It's knowledge. We have been told untruths. I had a near-death experience when I was a kid. So I, I think that's because how did you come? Well, I've always, I started the first kidney hemodialysis unit in the country. I've always been first doing things, a trailblazer. So I couldn't believe nobody picked up Shane Gilda and made it a study because it makes, it's everywhere and everything. And somebody had to do it. So that's what I did. Mm -hmm. Speaking on the shadows, and this is why my focus is that when we face our shadow, we understand why we understand what happened. And most importantly, we understand what need went unmet. 
And that truth that you speak about, see that truth, that's why they say the truth. I say the truth sets you free, but they, I've been taught that the truth sets you free. It liberates you from what? Who you are not. Who are you not? That parasite that is shame. Exactly. And we can call it out. We can call it a thing. That's what I want to impress today. Shame, guilt, energy is a thing that's outside of us and it doesn't belong to humanity. So we can kick it out. It serves no purpose. There's an agenda purpose on another land. But for us being human and being real, we kick shame, guilt out. And then we say, hi, depression, hi, anger, hi, I don't give a damn. Then we can talk to ourselves. We don't talk to shame, guilt. And as that fear, as we are, as we free ourselves from our fear, because freedom exists the fear. Of our fears, the fear, the, the fear. The parasite that is fear. I like you the whole parasite. It. You thing. got it, man. You, know, you got it. <laughs> the parasite. As we free ourselves from that parasite that is fear, we have more access to our truth. And then we naturally shed off what is inherited exactly. and go back, return back to love or return back to what is inherent to us. Our original blueprint of love. Because it's there. It is there. It's just covered up by the shadow. You're right. That's and it. So- that's right. And so the shadow, so for the for the shadows, shadows, it's, it contains our our shame. It's the areas that, uh, 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 I mean, the, the parasite. Look, the I'm shame. telling you, thank it's, you. Do that every single time because I'm I, telling you, by, by the end of this show, I'm going to have it. Okay. I've been doing this, what, 15 years now, and I'm editing my third episode of my film, I'm Good Film, mm. and I say my shame. Do you believe that? Mm. That's mm. how it's ingrained in us, okay? Mm. So I'm with you, man. So I had mm. the editor take out that <laughs> word. <laughs> oh, parasite. That is shame. Yeah, okay. Yes. You see how your mind works differently now? The parasite, that is shame. So sh- you're actually separate because it's all about the mind. What they call this now, the mind hacks. And you got to change your word. Psychotexture. Yeah. The parasite of shame, guilt does not reside in my body. Now, I'm depressed, I'm anxious, I don't give a damn, I have hatred. Okay, let's work on it. We'll talk to it. Okay. I grew up, and this is interesting, and this is why I talk about what I talk about, because it's personal. It's personal to me, right? I grew up and I was pretty shy, and I carried that parasite pretty heavy earlier on because of my uniqueness. So, Yes, definitely. Again, and you're shunned for it. I was I talked to angels when I was a kid. Do you think when I had dyslexia so bad and I had stuttering because of all the brain traumas and I was shunned, I was called a stupid idiot kid. They kicked me out of school because I was unteachable. What? Yeah. No, I'm serious. The the school came to my parents and they said, I am unteachable because I could not read. I had ear and syndrome so bad from all the brain traumas from the abuse that I had. And I pick up a book to read and all the words would move. And 60 years ago, they didn't know anything about dyslexia. I wrote everything backwards, completely backwards. So the teacher said, call my parents. And I remember, I don't mention about my childhood, but I remember this. They called her in, my parents in and said, your child is an idiot child. She cannot be taught because she cannot read and she cannot write. But we are a Catholic school and we will keep her in school. But she has to sit at the back of the school and we will not teach her. Because she is unteachable. Wow. Okay, that's true. 
And then when I got into University of Pennsylvania in college, which is an Ivy League school, I went, holy mackerel, I'm a smart dude. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Look at me now. Yeah, because I used to tap dance a lot. And I think the use of the right lane breath brain helped the dyslexia so much that I actually helped heal the dyslexia. So anyway, long tools. story. Oh, my goodness. This is this is awesome. So, so that's where I came from. They called me an idiot child that's unteachable. Yeah. Talking about being uh, brutal <laughs> in their clinical assessments. That's what I that's what they that's what I was labeled at. And you know what? It was a blessing because they left me alone and I just talked to God. So it was okay with me. My favorite author, Payne, he says, a pain is the breaking of the shell that encloses your understanding. It's the bitter potion by which the doctor within hears your sick self. I know through my studies that pain makes us aware of a thing, which is why I know that it that we must face our shadows because our pain all, always draws us right back to that space. Okay. Yes. It's calling us, like, release me, like, release me. And that's why I, I, I developed, I've been writing this book over the years called You Don't Have to Be Incarcerated to Be in a Prison. Because many oh. of us... Don't understand. That's a great title. Come on, <laughs> come on. I thank you, thank you. Yeah, because many of us don't understand that the the worst prison that we can't see, uh, the worst prison to try to escape from is the the prison that we can't see, touch, taste, or smell. Is a prison created and sustained by the parasite that is fear, that illusion. And what I noticed is that the more I had to, the more I embraced my journey, the more I had to face my fear. This right here the terrified fear. the, the fear, fear, the fear. Excuse me, the fear. This right here, I never saw myself like could never imagine myself speaking and being in front of people and being on online and put myself out there and be vulnerable and this and that. It didn't be authentic while doing it. But this is the path. This is like my authentic path that I life is full of paradox. Life is paradox. And so this is my authentic path. I'm coming down now. And so literally to be on this path, to continue on this journey, I had to face the parasite that is fear. Yes, man, you got it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you give me hope. <laughs> I, look, I, look, by the time I get done, because I'm going to think about this all through the weekend, I will I will change up that verbiage and say the parasite that is fear or the fear, but it will be externalized moving forward. It's just it's just everything we do is a practice. Whatever we practice, we become. So I'm going to get that right. And I'm going to make sure that my audience, that that my not only my audience, but my students will thank you, my students, my life coaching students, that they also externalize it as such. And watch my film, imgoodfilm.com. It gives you the background more and it's animated. Everything's animated so you can see. Seeing is we only believe what we see. And that's why I became a filmmaker at 65. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Man. Yeah, because I was giving lectures like I'm talking to you, and they go, Lois, I don't understand what you're saying. I don't see what you're saying. I say, can't you see that? And they go, no. Okay, there goes. I have to go to film school and make a film so people can see what I see. So watch I'm good film dot Oh, I'm good film. Film. Okay, let me, let me change that up. Let me change that up. Yeah. We know see. you're good, but I'm good film. <laughs> I am goodfilm.com. I love it. You I am goodfilm.com. Y'all go check it out. I am film. I'm goodfilm.com. Okay. Go check that out. And, yeah. And you and I, I'm not done yet with you, but you and I, we definitely gonna have to do something together. Like seriously, we're going to get together because this is so many people don't understand. And, and, and I focus <laughs> when somebody comes to me and asks me, how long will it take to get through therapy? <laughs> I say, 
It's you didn't get here overnight, so it's going. It's a gradual process, of course. But if you want a shortcut, we can take the shortcut. If you want to take now, again, you you you're accepting the risk if you say that you want to take this shortcut. But we can take the shortcut starting right now on day one. And and most people they'll take me up on it. And I said, okay. Well, instead of the six months that it'll take for you to begin telling me the truth, right now, right here, what are you shamed about? What is the parasite that yes. is shame telling you about yourself? Right. And they'll probably call it the inner critic and they say, we've got to get rid of it. Our inner critic is our friend. He is my best friend. He goes, he changed his job from criticizing me. He shows around the world to get podcasts. He has your friend. He wasn't my best friend before I start working with Shane. But the third episode of my film discusses the Shane Gill inner critic. But if you go into my Out of Discord into Harmony, it's 20 minutes of how to speak with your emotions and your inner critic. And some some teachers and therapists are using it as an introduction to their work. I that, may be using it. I may yeah, be using it as well. It. I yeah, using as well. And, because and, there's nothing like a visual. There's nothing like a. I talk for years, and they go, "Lois, I don't know what you're talking about." And I got, "Oh my goodness, I got to go to film school." And that wasn't easy, but I did. And I have a stage play of all our emotions talking and the inner critic. And that's not out yet, but how cool would that be? Come on, that please keep me posted on that. And also, let me say, young, I'm I'm teaching. I opened up this year, began teaching life coaching, and I call it mental alchemy. And what I'm focused on is is three components: the the, the personality, our strengths, our becoming one sidedness, identifying one sidedness, and creating this balance between the four functions. But as you talk about, they get, didn't understand, and so I became a filmmaker, and and how they they called you uh, you you idiot, and and this and that, like professionals, like. Administrative yeah, they were staff, called an idiot child. An idiot child, like all of these things, these these experiences, these painful experiences from the past, they serve as this catalyst of sorts, sort of kind of like a coal, the process of a coal turning into a diamond. It 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 creates and, and it becomes conducive in that moment of tension for the transcendent function, what Jung calls the transcendent function to come online. Yeah. Yeah, I have spoken with Jungian therapists and so forth and so on, and they get what I'm doing more so than traditional therapy. But I'm not saying that that's all wrong. I'm just saying any therapy that you do, any work you do, you must put in the shame-guilt work because you will do it forever and ever. I'm not saying your work is wrong. You just have to add the shame, guilt monster. There's books. I have I have books on it, but any therapist can go and purchase a book on shame-informed therapy. There is shame-informed therapy. It's one of the things that I teach or incorporate with my clients in my private practice. I'm going to let you give your last message to the people. I mean, not the last message, but, you know, the ending, closing message. All right. The best thing to do is to watch imgoodfilm.com. It's in three episodes of 15 minutes. And also visit my website, loishollis.com. And there you will see the many podcasts I'm on, resources, and also sign up for my newsletter, which is 500 Questions, One Answer. Now, as you would know that I'm talking about 500 different ways we shame ourselves and other people shame us. 
And that's important to know because you have to know your enemy to so sign up for my newsletter, LoisHollis.com, and watch I'mGoodFilm.com. Bless you. That's not the last time you're going to see her here, of course. I mean, <laughs> I, this is this is so amazing. The, the, the journey that you take in life, it's the synchronicity occurs. So you're just doing naturally what you know that you're called to do, or at least in that moment, what you're told that you're called to do. And you don't need the physical evidence to show up yet, but you know that that you know that this is what you're supposed to be doing. And then synchronicity kicks up and then you align with other people. I had no idea. I knew that we had a lot in common. But after listening to her speak, my guests speak, it's <laughs> this is not going to be the last time y'all see her. Y'all, if y'all have not checked out my, my freebie, go to becomingoutlier.com. You get a free guide on facing your shadows and about repressed emotions. I want to put that out there. But becomingoutlier.com slash links. But please, please go check out Miss Lois Hollis at loishollis.com, L-O-I-S-H-O-L-L-I-S.com, loishollis.com, and also iamgoodfilm.com. Look, I, even, I didn't even look at that one again. I got that memorized already. iamgoodfilm.com, and we will continue to address, I'm going to bring her back on so we continue to face this parasite called fear and shame and guilt. We're dealing with them. All right. Y'all stay lit, stay living in y'all truth, and I'm out.